Welcome to the new Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment by interviewing cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations. Dr. Elsie is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate the kitty cat, which will be back in theaters as soon as they reopen. Meantime, thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. This show is also brought to you by Meet Me, where they make organic, humane, raw frozen foods and dehydrated treats on their own rural farm in Virginia. The turkey, chicken, rabbit, and beef are certified organic and humanely raised and processed right on their property. So they control safety and health for animals on their farm and at your home, which is why they say, from farm to bowl. I am completely excited that a lovely lady in Olympia, Washington, Joanne, wrote to me and said, are you the one who wrote the Cat Bible? I really need it. And I said, sure, let me send you a signed copy, and I get it basically at cost, so you can get it at cost. And she said, because one of my kitties is carb-addicted. I was like, oh, boy. Here we go, kitty crack, the kitty crack conversation. I haven't had a chance to do this live with somebody on the air since my seven and a half years on Sirius on the Martha Stewart channel with my show Cat Chat. So Joanne, welcome to the show. We'll call it Cat Chat for now. I am so delighted that you were interested and willing to discuss your kitty's carb addiction because it's something that is man-made and we can fix it. So that's very exciting to be able to tell you, but I hope that many thousands of other people will listen and know if you're giving carbohydrates to your cat, it's addictive if it's in the form of kitty crack, which is commercially made cat food, and can turn some cats into serious carb addicts on a cellular level as well as on a brain level. So Joanne, welcome to the show. You have a brother and sister kitty cats, Levi and Piper, right? Correct. What do they usually eat? In um, the morning, I feed them the blue indoor cat. They just turned a year old. I feed them a quarter of a cup each. And then in the evening, I got to admit, they get the bad uh, half of a little can of Fancy Feast. And that's it. Okay, this is great. Those of you that have been listening to me for years, I'm thinking of reviving Cat Chat in the old format. I have all those shows recorded. Here's a woman feeding the correct food to her cats, thinking she's feeding the wrong thing to them. And the junk that she's feeding them, kitty crack, junk as in drug addiction, is the dry food. And you think you're doing the right thing with the dry food because it's what you've always heard. And perhaps a veterinarian has told you that. But a cat, and I'm going to do the, my little two-minute elevator speech about cats and their digestive systems. If all you were feeding was the canned cat food, and I, I would love you to give a, a fancier, more pure version of protein in a can, but any canned food is better than any dried food. So that was my motto when I was on Sirius with Cat Chat. And people 
I mean, I think it's really what made me loved by cat owners because I was selling them something which when you first hear it, you think, but wait, but wait, I'm using a good brand and it says on it is for indoor cats. Hello. Every cat's digestive system is the same. It doesn't matter where they live. They got the same guts. They got the same mouth, the same saliva, the same short intestine. It's designed for a mouse to go in one end and to come out the other end and then their guts are supposed to rest for at least 12 hours. That's what it is. Mouse in, mouse out, rest. <laughs> so that's something that when a cat owner hears it, they think, hey, that makes perfect sense. But I've been told that dry food cleans their teeth. And I say, when was the last time you went to your dentist and they told you to get really good Cheetos? I mean, get the real brand Cheetos. Don't get the off-market <laughs> brand and eat those, okay? Because it's highly processed carbs, and I love that you're laughing. I hope the other people listening are laughing as well. It's perfectly illogical what we've all been taught to do. And pet food companies are not the evil empire. They're not trying to kill our cats. But the truth of the matter, it's a business, okay? It's a business, and it grew up around convenience a long time ago. They took the model of dog food, which conveniently was dry, which many people feed now exclusively to their dogs, which is not optimal nutrition, but it's not bad for dogs because dogs are not big cats any more than cats are little dogs. Cats are obligate carnivores. They are designed by their nature, to eat only protein, no carbohydrate of any kind. Leave aside a highly processed carbohydrate, which is what cat food is. So the bags that say indoor cat or hairball or old cat or young cat, it's like, let us get them young, get them hooked, and we will have you as a client, a customer, a buyer for life. Some cats love it so much this unnatural food that they are not designed to eat, that they become technically addicted. So years ago on Cat Chat, Dr. Elizabeth Hodgkins would come on with me, very brilliant woman, a feline-only vet and also a lawyer. As it turns out, just, you know, someone who's an overachiever is the point. And she had been reading <laughs> a Scientific American um, magazine on one of her many business trips in the days when people flew around on airplanes and went on business trips. And it talked about the carb addiction of people, that we become, we not every one of us, but many of us can become addicted to carbohydrates on a cellular level. And it also hits a pleasure center in the brain where drugs also hit, making pathways like drugs do to an addictive behavior. And what happens is you crave more of the thing you're addicted to. And that very thing Drugs of that nature aren't good for humans when we make that drug analogy. But for cats, the carbs are what make them fat, as well as changing the whole metabolic nature of their body, which is supposed to be mouse in, mouse out, and rest. It's not to be a grazing animal, and it's not to eat highly processed carbohydrates. Their saliva and their digestive tract doesn't really know what to do with that in a kind of simple sense. So it turns it to fat. It doesn't know how to digest that. It's supposed to only digest protein, really protein, maybe the occasional toenail or feather or fur of one of these beasts that they're meant to be eating, which luckily they don't put in canned cat food. So that's kind of handy. The reason that Waruva became my absolutely favorite wet cat food, besides the fact that it's made in a human food factory, meaning only food grade, human grade ingredients, 
but they're the only pet food company that has never made dry food for cats. And the, the lovely owners, David and Stacey Foreman, I met them when I was doing Cat Chat. They came up to the studio in New York City, and they didn't know that dry cat food was bad. They simply had come from a family business that made canned human foods, and they were de designing this company named after Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa, their adopted kitties. They didn't know that Kitty Crack was Kitty Crack because like the rest of us, we were all told it's very good for them. Just make sure you only give this brand or that or that kind and what time of the day. So there's two issues. One is that it's very bad for all cats. And I made lots of enemies in the veterinary community and lots of friends and lots of people wave my flag for saying the truth. The ones who knew it, particularly holistic vets and feline-only vets, were delighted. Others were quite annoyed because once you give people information and facts, they will follow you anywhere because you told them the truth. And once they find out they've been lied to, either on purpose or not on purpose, they don't really want to go that direction at all. So the... Problem becomes that depending on how addicted a cat is, it's, you actually have to get them off of the addictive substance as if they are withdrawing from drugs or alcohol. That some cats actually have withdrawal. That doesn't sound fun. It's not fun, but luckily there's the solution is more protein. So it, you don't have to, the way you take a cat off of kitty crack, people say, oh, but they really love it. Can I just give them a little at night? or a little in the morning, or a little when they're antsy. And I say, so if your child was smoking cigarettes and you really didn't approve of that, and they said, oh, mom, could I just have like a couple of puffs after dinner? You say, sure, hon, go ahead. I don't think so. <laughs> so a little bit is much worse than, well, a lot is bad. A little bit is almost as bad because it keeps the addiction going on a cellular metabolic level. The addiction is being fed. So think of it as any addiction. But People are addicted to carbs, too. There are people that, that I, I don't know if you know people like this, but we all do know people like this. It's why America runs on Dunkin', and it isn't the coffee, okay? They're eating okay. a lot of donuts, folks. And in between, they're eating a lot of other carbs. And they're usually highly processed and full of chemicals. All of that goes to pleasure centers in our brain. And sadly, is I think it's one of the reasons we see a lot of obese children, that and highly processed sugary products. Uh, getting those kids and those humans off it is not my job. Getting the cats off it is my job, and it's a pleasure because what you're going to see with Levi when we give him the cat chat cold turkey prescription is he's going to be a much happier cat. He'll no longer be driven by his addiction. He'll no longer be over over the top with intense desire, longing, and I think you told me he steals anything that's carbohydrate-like on your counters, right? Oh, brownies. He's opened up a package of Olive Garden croutons. Out of the package, he opens packages that I have to use scissors for to get into, like, bread baguettes. And stick to his stomach, chocolate biscottis he opens up. He ate once, opened up, a closed Tupperware thing of canned corn, and I didn't find one speck of it except for one little husk in the litter box. So that gives you an idea. No kidding. So this is a brilliant example. I mean, Levi is my poster child. I hope you'll send me before and after pictures of him. I used to have 
a contest on Cat Chat called the Waruva Biggest Biggest Kitty Loser Contest. And all you had to do was feed wet food. I said feed Waruva because I like better what's in the cans. But any canned food for two weeks, no kitty crack, no carbs. People's cats within the two weeks early on, they began to shed weight. They stopped shedding their hair because that shedding is because the cats are eating an abnormal ingredient that is not good for them. They became calmer and yet more affectionate and more playful. And within two weeks, we're already losing weight. About a, I mean, nine to 10 pounds is the appropriate weight for your average domestic short hair cat. So let's just say a kitty from, you know, the shelter. Obviously, if you have a Maine Coon cat or something bigger, but still, cats are supposed to be a sleek, lean machine, not some blubbery thing with a belly that sways side to side. We've gotten used to seeing pictures of cats who are morbidly obese, obesity now being technically called a disease by the American Veterinary Medical Association. Nonetheless, they're still telling vets and their patients to eat dry food. A cat cannot lose weight on dry food unless you simply starve them nearly to death because the carbs pack on fat. And then they pack it around the liver and then a cat gets something called fatty liver disease. And if they lose weight too quickly, they can actually die. It's really serious what fat does to cats and really serious what kitty crack does to them. So what we need to do, and you made a really good point about him finding carbs to which he is now addicted. Now his sister isn't, and you see that's the difference. You know, you can have a brother and a sister in a human family. One of them is a junkie, one of them's an alcoholic, one of them isn't. And they can be offered the same ingredients in their life. Or one of them can be a cookie addict and fat, and the other one can just, you know, eat carrots and celery and be just perfectly happy. So it's not all cats, it's some cats. But all cats should not eat kitty crack. And all cats will get fat on it, and some of them become addicts. So you need to remove it from the house. And I don't mean from a place you think he can get to. There are people whose cats, they took off kitty crack, and they put the dry food in their pantry with the door shut. They had cats crying at the door of the pantry, scratching at it and crying. It's an addiction. It's not funny. When he's breaking into those biscotti, and tearing open a, a, a loaf of bread, he's an addict, and we've made him that way. Not you, Joanne, we, our society, our culture that has told people to feed an animal that is dependent on us, a product that we think is the right thing. We, we're spending our time and money to go buy it, but it's the absolutely wrong thing to feed to any cat. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna give him several meals a day of wet food in order to satisfy this craving. So if, you know, like a, a three and a half, a small can in the morning and a small can in the evening would be his actual proper amount of food. Maybe you buy larger cans and divide them between the brother and sister to have fewer cans in your house or something. But during this period when he's craving other things, of course you should keep the brownies and the baguettes not accessible to him but more importantly, give him something else, and that can be any protein. So little pieces of cheese, little pieces of deli meat, little pieces of anything you guys have eaten, minus the fat or the, or the fatty skin, chicken, turkey, lamb, beef, 
a scrambled egg if you eat it, or even a piece of a hard-boiled egg. Anything at all. Fish, of course. Any of that. Small amounts. Now, this is not to take the place of a properly balanced canned food, because cats have an enormous need for taurine and other vitamins and minerals, and you cannot just feed them a roast chicken. But you can give them roast chicken. Just make sure they at least have the, the full amount they need of their canned food during the day. So do you think that's something you can do? Um, I do, but won't, okay, won't be um, giving them, you know, pieces of chicken and cheese. Won't that encourage begging behavior? So they already follow me around when I'm cooking. They follow you around when you're cooking? Well, like when I'm cooking, they're waiting for me to drop something. And when I'm eating, I have to like, you know, get after them to not try and get up on the table. Wow, they've trained you, know, you they really do. well. Amazing. Look at how well they've trained you. I know. I know. And so how many times a day am I supposed to do the wet food and how much? You're supposed to give a small can to each of them in the morning and a small can to each of them at whatever your usual evening time is. In terms of them begging, they've taught you to, to, to reward their begging. So you need to not reward their begging. You could teach them some cat um, tricks for which you would reward them for doing the trick. I'll send you a link. There's a, a wonderful gal who has the, the Cat Space Academy. She's actually, I think, up in Washington where you are. And you can teach them some tricks, and the tricks engage their brain and give them something to do other than the thing that you don't want them to be doing. You give them a substitute behavior, and you reward them for doing that substitute behavior. They shouldn't be at the table when you're eating any more than a dog should be if you've taught them to beg. You've taught them, and they've taught you back. I don't give them anything. Like when I'm cooking, I don't drop anything. I don't give them anything at my table. Um, they just, they're always there, and I just am always discouraging it. Okay, well, that's cool. If they're there, then they just want to keep you company. But you could also feed them their dinner when you're having yours. I mean, that's a good solution. Or give them a tiny bit of the nice human protein on a little plate, a little bread plate, while you're eating. But not right next to the table, you know, over where you usually feed them, wherever that might be. So that they get to have a little meal while you're having a little meal. My dogs get get, you know, uh, dried cow ears, which is so disgusting, but it's not unhealthy and it's protein for them. And it gives them something fun to do while we're eating. Not that they beg, but if you didn't want them underfoot. Well, so in doubling Piper's caloric intake won't affect her? Well, Piper doesn't really need to do this. And you see, it's a difference between calories and carbs, right? So we've all been taught to pay attention to calories. But if you feed protein, pure protein, to an obligate carnivore, the body knows what to do with it. You might get more um, feces in the litter box because it's now been digested. You've had two mice in and out. But it's not going to pack on fat because the body knows how to digest protein. Piper doesn't need to get everything that Levi gets, you know. Brothers and sisters have to learn life isn't always equal and fair. So if you give him a little chunk, you can give her a smaller chunk of something. And and once he's on a higher protein diet and, the, and he no longer has any carbs going into his system, the dependence on it and the craving for it will abate. It's that when he's begging or looking is that what you do is 
have him go to his place, you know, jump up on a chair, whatever thing you might do to train him up on your chair and then give him a little piece of protein. You can also keep all kinds of dried protein treats. Every company has wonderful freeze-dried pure protein. They do fish, liver, beef, lamb, chicken, turkey. Keep a bag of those around or a little jar of them or something. And when you want to give him something, you're giving him pure protein. It won't become fat and it won't feed the carb addiction. So does that make sense? Yeah. Great. I'm delighted that you that you wrote and asked me. Carb addiction used to be one of my favorite topics. People didn't even understand their cats were carb addicted. You understood it immediately. You said this cat is addicted to carbs. That's what he's stealing. We've set it up for him. Now we're going to undo it for him. And I want you to, of course, write me and give me any kind of progress report. I definitely want a picture of him now and a picture in two weeks and a picture in a month. His whole body shape will change. He's going to be a different guy when he's no longer getting his drug of choice or his drug of our choice. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I don't want him to be a one-year-old without swaying belly. I'm a two-year-old right. without swaying belly. He's going to be gorgeous. He's going to be the guy on the beach wearing the little bikini, okay? Yeah, be all sexy and svelte. That's right. I'm thrilled that you got in touch. I'm looking forward to you enjoying the Cat Bible, but especially looking forward to Levi getting off the carbs and onto the protein. Thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks for listening to Cat Chat. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which created their own clean protein foods inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. I recommend that wet food should always be your cat's primary diet, but clean protein also comes as a dry food. The first one I would recommend if you want to feed dry, even as part of your cat's diet. This show is also supported by cat water, specially formulated to appeal to cats, chlorine-free, ozonated, and lightly acidic, to encourage them to drink more to promote urinary tract health and the ideal pH.